honest information about living a healthy lifestyle on RadioMD.com. It's time for Naturally Savvy with natural visionary Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. I'm Lisa Davis with Andrea Donsky. And, you know, we talk a lot about toxin exposure. and We've talked about it in the home and using natural products, making your own products and things like that. But what about when you're out in the world? Well, we're going to talk about nine places you're being exposed to toxins and you hardly ever think about it with the fantastic Stuart Lonke, MD. Dr. Lonke, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It's so nice. Well, let's start because this segment goes fast. The first one is hair salons. Yes, I put this list together because we were talking, uh, uh, my wife and I actually, about all the places where people pick up toxins and they're not even aware of it. And I think part of the push that uh, in my four-step program to understanding the role of toxins and therefore how to limit the toxins in your life, first is to accept the fact, the A part uh, of APE, A-I-P-E, accept the fact that you're exposed to toxins, whether you live a, quote, clean life at home or not. One of the places that where women are exposed is hair salons. And um, I put that first because it tends to be a place where women will spend more than just a half hour, sometimes 45 minutes, an hour, even, even more than that. The chemical agents that are there are in the air, and they are being used by all of the uh, uh, hairstylists at different stations, And once they are in the air, they get bound to small particles. They fall on you. They're inhaled, and they're on your skin now, and they're in your respiratory tract being absorbed into your body. And there are significant things there, including things like polyvinyl uh, trichloroethylene, uh, styrene, ammonia, bleach, all the dioxins from the dyes that are used, the glues that are used in hair extensions, all of these things are in the air, and they get into your body. You know, it's a lot interesting. of these my compounds daughter... have effects on the, on the endocrine system. Some, a couple of them are out and out carcinogens. My so, daughter was telling me not too long ago that she wants to be a hair, a, a hairstylist and a hairdresser, and I was like, no, there's so many chemicals <laughs> in the hair salons. Yeah. I'm like, Wait. out of all the professions... <laughs> Well, you know, the, the problem is this, and I always say this to people, you know, it, 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 if you want to protect yourself, you're going to need more than just a paper face mask. And the fact is, is the amount that you're exposed to during your visit to the hair salon as a, as a customer is really a small amount. But our body, our body is the sum total of all of these small amounts. That's your toxic burden. And the small amount from the hair salon, and then you go, my second one was nail salons, and they use different chemicals there. Uh, it's become such an issue in New York that uh, Governor Cuomo actually uh, started an initiative to prevent the unsafe working conditions for the people working there. But as a customer, you're going to be exposed to a number of these same chemical compounds, volatile organic chemicals. Uh, and again, it's small amounts. You don't spend as much time in a nail salon, but you are exposed, uh, you know, particularly when they start doing the filing and the chemicals get in the air. You know, it's interesting. Every time I go to my nail salon around the corner, I bring my own nail polish. I bring everything myself, but I walk in and it just, if they're doing like shellac or they're doing any of those chemicals that they put those nails on, it's so bad to smell. First of all, I'll never bring my kids. 
my little one, my five-year-old, but it's so bad. I open up the door and then they yell at me. They get mad at me for opening up the door or they get, they laugh at me when I bring my own, my own nail polish or my own nail polish remover, right? Or which has acetone. Well, it's I think amazing it's a big to point me. for these new, it's a big point for a lot of the new technologies that are being developed. And one of them that I've recently become aware of is a technology of an air filtration system, which might just be perfect uh, for installation in hair salons and nail salons that would trap a lot of these volatile organics. They would trap the particles, and that's the key point. You know, the aroma is one thing, but the problem is is we have these tiny little uh, 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 particles that are 2.5 micra or less, and they're floating around in the air, and any chemical in the air gets bound to that particle. You can't see them, but you can inhale them, and they land on your skin and so on and so forth. And if you're drinking a cup of coffee, they land in your coffee. They land on your donut if you're eating a donut or a cupcake while you're there. But one of the other places my wife mentioned to me is one time we were uh, in Florida, and, and she, we had a, an event to go to in the evening. We went into a department store, and they were starting to do a makeup thing on her. You know these, these counters where you try the different makeups? Some of oh, them yeah. have these technicians that will actually do your eyes or put on their, their new blush or whatever it is. Um, and here you're exposed to all these phthalates and the parabens. and Formaldehyde is all over the place because it prevents bacterial overgrowth. And a lot of the uh, cosmetic manufacturers in, put formaldehyde into their products. They use triclosan, for example, in deodorants. It's, it's in the hand soap that uh, the hospital uses for uh, the nurses to clean their hands between patients. Uh, there's triclosan in there. It's, it's a very, very uh, strong preservative, and it's antibacterial, but it's a persistent organic pollutant, which means it gets into your body and it, it kind of stays there. It gets you know, put in your fat cells and uh, you store it for a rainy day. You know, and I'm going to mention another one, too, and we're going to go continue to go down your list. And if we don't finish your list, we're going to put them on NaturallySavvy.com. For, so for those of you who are listening, I'm going to say consumer shows, trade shows. You know, those big convention centers where we go and we walk through it for an entire weekend? That is somewhere where there's a lot of toxins. And it's interesting because every time I walk in there, Dr. Lonky, my eyes tear like crazy for the first day. And I was told recently by actually by Nature Care, the woman Susie Houston, who runs Nature Care, who's our sponsor this month, she told me that they spray it with flame retardants and that they have other chemicals there. So then it made sense to me. I was like, whoa, my eyes were crazy. So that would be another place I would add to the list as well. That's an interesting point. And yes, particularly those trade shows where uh, cosmetic companies or other companies selling chemical uh, uh, compounds, even home products, uh, display their wares. And uh, yeah, the use mm -hmm. of flame retardants, uh, uh, obviously, most of them are polybrominated uh, or polyhalogenated uh, ethers. Uh, very effective, but unfortunately, they are persistent organic pollutants and they're carcinogens, as well as being implicated in um, infertility. So, wow, um, we know. again, I want your listeners to be aware, as a physician, I'm not here telling you you need to avoid all these places. You can't. And certainly the workers, imagine going to a hair salon where someone was wearing a, a NIOSH-approved uh, double canister mask. <laughs> One of those things you see on those TV shows or the movies where people wear complete uh, 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 protective suits with a helmet and two canisters coming out of the side. I mean, would you go to that hair salon? I don't think you would go. No, of course not. You'd stay <laughs> out. So it, it, 
the problem mm-hmm. is, is you're going to be exposed to small amounts. I want people to accept the fact that, that when they go to a gasoline station and they fill up, they are exposed to benzene. It's there. It's in the air. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, lead is also, you know, there are, I wrote in there in Scientific American uh, about two years ago, they said that there are still about 660,000 uh, underground tanks that store leaded gasoline. That's pretty well, amazing. Well- uh, it really and, is. You know, Dr. So- Lonke, I before we go, because we have to wrap up, I just want to mention commercial buildings that are sealed, indoor construction sites, antique furniture or used furniture shops, new cars and airports. I also want to mention that my husband got a new car maybe six months ago. I still hate riding in it. I have to throw my head oh, out the window. So even it's 30 yucky, degrees. Yeah. I can't stand the smell. It's just there terrible. are some people no, who love that smell. I, I find oh, it amazing <laughs> that there are people who just say, oh, I love the smell of a new car. And all of it is, a, there's a toxic soup there. There's at least 50 volatile organic chemicals wow. that are in there from brominated hydrocarbons as the flame retardants, styrene, and uh, obviously uh, uh, formaldehyde, which is coming off of all of the furniture in the car. So, well, Dr. Lonke, obviously you can see this is, <laughs> this is a very passionate topic for all of us. I mean, we want to keep going, but unfortunately we're out of time today. But I think we should pick it up next time because this is fascinating. And we're going to put it on NaturallySavvy.com as well. Thank you, Dr. Lonke. You can visit StuartLonke.com. I'm Andrew Donsky with Lisa Davis. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay well. Hey, hey, hey.